Imagine an artist working on a sculpture that is so huge he couldn't fit it in his studio and had to work on it out on his lawn. Further imagine people coming from near and far to observe him working. And when finished, imagine this three-story high sculpture being transported slowly coast to coast from east coast to west coast of the United States. Hi, welcome to Simply Holy, the podcast for people who want to live a joyful life in Christ. I'm Marge Steinhaig Fenelon. Today, today we round up the final episode in our series, My Queen, My Mother, A Pilgrimage Across America. Today is the last stop on our nine-place pilgrimage across America. That's right. And where are we going? We're going to California. And we're going to the Shrine of Our Lady of Peace in in the Santa Clara Valley. It's San Jose is the city, Santa Clara Valley of California. And if you recognize that location, you'll recognize it as what's commonly known as Silicon Valley. That's right. Silicon Valley is located right there in the southern part of the San Francisco Bay. And the valley includes the city of San Jose. So that whole area is known as Silicon Valley. Why Silicon Valley? Well, you may know, but some people don't. So the reason is that it was right there that high-tech innovated, the high-tech companies innovated the silicon-based integrated circuit. That's a big name for the microprocessor and the microcomputer. In addition to that, there are companies, all of the big tech companies are there. So they're all there. Google, I don't know if I'm allowed to mention brand names on on uh, social, on my uh, podcast. But in any case, uh, just imagine all of the big high-tech companies. They're all there. And in the center, in the very center of Silicon Valley, in the middle of all of these huge office buildings that belong to these multi-million dollar businesses is a shrine to our Blessed Mother. It's the Our Lady of Peace Shrine. And what does that huge statue have to do with it? Well, that huge statue was created by an artist named Charles C. Parks. Charles Parks was commissioned by the pastor of the parish, by the same name as the shrine, Our Lady of Peace Parish, who wanted to he wanted to create a place to honor the immaculate heart of mary in a big way so literally in a big way because this statue of the blessed mother that charles parks created is made of stainless steel head to toe, 
except for the the concrete foundation that holds the statue but that's that's neither here nor there the pastor is monsignor john sweeney this dates back to the 1970s and he had this dream of creating this very important place to honor the blessed mother in the middle of silicon valley which in many ways can be also a center of waywardness and and i won't go further with that that's not important what's important is that monsignor sweeney had this vision of creating this shrine this monument to the blessed mother commissioned charles c parks well charles parks was in delaware and monsignor sweeney is all the way in san jose california so he commissions charles parks charles parks had to work on this three-story high statue of our blessed mother out on his lawn because it was who can fit that in a studio nobody has a, a, a studio all that big unless perhaps you get an airline hanger but in any case so he works on this statue it attracts obviously a lot of attention it was so popular his efforts and then the the statue itself that the mayor of wilmington charles parks lived in wilmington delaware the mayor after the statue was finished he asked for it to be erected in the city for a short time, so three days. And for three days, the people of the city and surrounding area could come to honor this statue and this remarkable feat by Charles Parks. After those three days, this was in 1982, October, well, September, of 1982 because it took a good long while for the statue to make its way across across america it was taken by train very slowly through the the various states so that in each of the states people could see it and marvel at it and lo and behold on october 10th of 1983 that's how long it took for this whole thing to unfold october 1983 the statue finally arrived there at the shrine of our lady of peace it's astounding to me that this all started with the dream of a very special and devoted priest and a parish that took his dream seriously and prayed rosaries daily for the funding, because obviously this was not cheap, not cheap at all by any means. So they prayed rosaries daily, the entire parish, for, for the funding and did all that they could to make this possible so that they're in Silicon Valley the Blessed Mother would be honored. And I, I will tell you that when I traveled there, I saw her before I saw the shrine. In other words, coming down the highway, you see, you see her. You just you see this, this 
giant statue of the Blessed Mother uh, look reaching. She her arms are outstretched as it, she's beckoning, "Come, my children, please, please come to me." That that's the the impression I get of that statue. She's beautiful. She's absolutely beautiful. What you know, I I was thinking a steel, a, a, a stainless steel statue. Ew. I'm used to porcelain statues and other images of the Blessed Mother. And I thought, oh, it's going to look so cold and, and harsh. Well, not at all. Charles Parks did an amazing job of softening her features, of, of putting such love in her face, her eyes. Her expression is, it's, it's just full of love. And, and she's just, she's just pleading. She's pleading for people to come to her son as she looks out over Highway 101 there and, and, and continues to look across the valley. And people do come. Not only is there the shrine on these beautiful, well-developed grounds, but the parish has become, I really say, a life center for the area because there you have Eucharistic adoration 24-7. And I will tell you that parking lot is always full. And there is always more than just the one or two people who have volunteered to sit with our Lord so he is not alone. It's, it's, it's packed. There's a constant stream of people in and out. I stayed when I was there at a, at a hotel not too far away. So I walked there late in the night and I wanted to see, okay, so just how busy is this, this parish with this Eucharistic adoration? And sure enough, in and out and in and out. The, the parish has three masses a day. and every, Daily masses. I'm not just talking about Sunday. Daily masses and every single mass is packed. Absolutely packed. Confessions go on all day long. And... <laughs> There's always a long line. It is incredible, the life that is there in that parish. I was absolutely in awe. And, and it's large. The church is large. The grounds are large. The parking lot. I mean, it's, it's, you're not, we're not talking about a little country church with a few dedicated families that keep it going. This is, this is a major, major development for our Blessed Mother. And, and why? Well, what does Mary always do? She always points to her son. She's there not for herself. She's there, I believe, for what's going on in the parish church of Our Lady of Peace. And that is adoration, Eucharist, reconciliation. It's absolutely beautiful. They say, they have volunteers who say, the rosary hourly. At the beginning of every hour, they say the rosary there. This never ends. My friends, I encourage you to go to my website, margefenelin.com, and look up Our Lady of Peace Shrine, and you'll see my, my posts and my pictures from my trip there when I was working on my book, My Queen, My Mother, A Pilgrimage Across America, margefenelin.com. It's, it's way too difficult to just through words give you 
a good image of what that beautiful statue looks like, what that amazing place looks like. You know, I want to, I don't usually like reading online, but I do want to share with you some of my impressions from that visit because I think it's important. It's important not because of me, but because of that place and what the Blessed Mother is doing there. And, you know, let me just add that, that they have 10 weekend masses, 10, 10 weekend massage, masses, excuse me. And it is not uncommon for them to have upwards of 6,000 people attend those weekend masses. It is so beautiful. And I, you know, I tell you, I wanted to just sit there and observe. I didn't want to leave. But let me, let me share you with you my, my impression, because the way I wrote it is just so much better than the way I can tell it to you now. So I'm talking about the shrine. It says the shrine is aptly named as well, for the entire place is enveloped in an aura of peace. The peace there is so tangible that you could almost scoop some up to hold in your hands. It seems incredible that all of this takes place right in the middle of the worldly, hectic, ever-changing empire of technology. The contrast is striking, shocking, and miraculous. As I prayed in the church during Eucharistic adoration, I could feel the power of Christ drawing the faithful into his sacred heart. Holy Mass was the same. The reverence and peace flows out of the church doors and over the land that encompasses the shrine. In turn, Mary's love for her divine son flows from the shrine and back into the church. The one flows into the other and vice versa. That line that I wrote, I want to... I want to give that to you as food for thought for your reflections during this week or maybe longer if you wish. The, the one flows into the other and vice versa. Mary's love for her divine son flows from the shrine back into the church. Now you could, taking it away from that location, we could absolutely say that that Mary's love for her divine son flows from her heart and back to his. And his love for her flows from his heart and back to hers. It's, it's never ending. It's, it's never ending, my friend. It's, it's amazing. We, I, I think we, we often compartmentalize our faith. We think of Mary as in a separate way than than from Jesus, but they can't be separated. You know, the Trinity, the Trinity can't be separated in a different way because it's, it's three in one, three persons in one being. But this unity between the Blessed Mother and our Lord, think about this. She carried him in her womb. She carried him in her womb for, for nine months. And if, if you look up the, the biology of it, the, some cells from the baby remain in the mother after the mother 
gives birth and those cells remain for always, forever, and and vice versa. It's phenomenal. I, I, I could go, I could do a whole podcast just on that, but I, I'm not knowledgeable enough in in biology that I could I could do an accurate job of it. But but I do know that, and I've I've heard this and read it myself, that cells from the mom remain in the child and cells from the child remain in the mom. So that has to be true of our blessed mother and Jesus. It has to be because Jesus was fully man and fully God and the blessed mother was completely human. And so their relationship, physically speaking, biologically speaking, was the same as the relationship of any other human mother and child. You know, I often think about that in terms of my kids, because when you, when you think about the, the mother's attachment to her children, it's more than just an emotional thing. It's also a physical thing. My children are part of me and I'm part of my children. It's, in, it's just so beautiful. Always so beautiful. And spiritually speaking, since, since our Blessed Mother accepted us as her spiritual children at the Annunciation, you could say in a slightly different way, the same for us and our Blessed Mother Mary. Some of her remains in us and some of us remain in her. Isn't that a beautiful thought, my friend? It, it, I urge you, I urge you, I urge you, I urge you to meditate on that. Take some time out of your day. Grab a cup of coffee or a cup of tea and, and just sit with that because I think you're going to be surprised, pleasantly surprised at what, what surfaces in you when you consider that. It's, it's quite miraculous, I think. Well, I, I, I'm almost sad to end this series because it's been so much fun traveling with you to nine different Mar Marian pilgrimage places across America. Um, I loved that trip and I hope you love it too. I do hope, please, that you, you read the book so that you can develop a, a, a better, a new appreciation for our beautiful country. I know that right now, there's a lot of turmoil in all realms, uh, religiously, politically, you name it, economically. It, there's a lot of turmoil. But but please, please, I urge you, don't forget that, that this Blessed Mother of ours lives here with us. Our country was consecrated to her in the Immaculate Conception and and all of these places, these beautiful places, they just didn't, they didn't just happen. Who put them there? Who, who formed these, these Marian pilgrimage places? You know, I, in my book, I only named nine. I could have written, I could have written 40, 50 such books because there are, they're all over the place. These places, these, these sites that are dedicated to our blessed mother, they're, they're all over. They're all over the country. And, and we need to 
We need to recognize that and visit them and give her honor. And, and in many cases, they need our help. They need support. They need, they need volunteers. They need donations because they don't get government money. They don't, I mean, they may have gift shops, but in general, they don't sell products where they're making money. They're trying to self-sustain. And so donations, even if it's a small one, you know, a little once a year, even, you know, a little donation, but, but most importantly, visit there, visit there. The nine that I mentioned in my book, if you live anywhere near any of them, then I, I urge you go visit, go visit. You know, there was one couple, they were, they were retired. So I understand it's a little bit easier for retired people to, to do such an endeavor than, than working people. But what, they, what they did, they had a mobile home and they wrote to me and they said, you know what, your book has so inspired us that we are going to repeat your journey and we're going to travel in our mobile home to all of those sites because we want to see them for ourselves. Isn't that incredible? I had hope that, that people would be interested in these sites when I wrote the book, but I never in the world imagined somebody would hop in an RV and do, do the whole pilgrimage themselves all over again. It's marvelous and, and ever so exciting. So, so I, I thank you for coming along with me through these journeys, the, these nine, these nine weeks. And, and I, again, I urge you get the book at margefenelin.com. If you go to my website, you also can find my blog, my other books, my religious articles. I've got gifts there for you. Uh, there are, you can see my videos. You can also find out how to book me for a speaking engagement. It is, it's all there. I try very hard to keep that up and keep it filled with good information. And, and I also encourage you if, if you feel it in your heart, please become a team member. Please, please become, please join the membership program on my website. This will help me tremendously. There are five different tiers that you could become involved at any one of those levels from a free a team member to, to all the way up to whatever you might want to help me out with because there are expenses. There's expenses for making this podcast. There's expenses for maintaining that website. And, and I can't, I can't do it on my own. I need you. So regardless, check out marchfenland.com. And I ask you, please share this podcast and um, like it, subscribe, and keep following me because there's more good stuff coming down the road. And, and one final request is please pray for me. Please pray for me in my ministry, my work, and I guarantee that I pray for you. Thanks so much for joining me and may God bless you and our Mother Mary, protect and guide you always. God bless.